turn our attention right over to Blink Charging reported its record revenue last quarter, and I'd like to get some of the details. Michael Varkas is back with us, founder, executive chairman, CEO of Blink Charging. Michael, nice to see you again. Uh, you and I have spoken a couple of times. Um, congratulations on the earnings. What are you're obviously seeing some major demand for charging? Tell us of what you're seeing and um, what has been changing of late. Bottom line, there's across the board uh, demand for charging infrastructure, um, not only here in the U.S. but globally, and uh, we're trying to take advantage of that demand. Um, you know, we're looking at a market today where you have you know a couple of million charging stations uh, deployed globally, and a lot of those are some legacy chargers. Um, they're not not really viable moving forward, um, but you need by uh, you know minimal as minimal expectations are about 120 million chargers globally by 2030. So the numbers are just astronomical, and it's just a matter of having the right hardware, right solutions, and the right methodologies to deploy that hardware. And uh, we expect to see um, you know substantial growth in the industry as well as at Blink. So with federal government um, watching closely what it is that you're doing, what are your hopes there? Um, you also have help from global OEMs, but tell me about some of these areas in the industry that are probably some tailwinds for you. We're seeing a lot of um, help with local governments uh, globally. You know, in the U.S., where we're seeing about $7.5 billion earmarked by the Biden administration for the deployment of charging infrastructure. We're seeing similar programs in the U.K., throughout Europe, um, pretty much everywhere throughout the world. The governments um, have decided that the future of transportation is e-mobility. And what fuels e-mobility is electricity. What our charging stations dispense is that fuel, electricity. When we talked once, didn't we talk about maybe even getting chargers on rooftops? Was there something yes. about aviation or drones or planes? Or is that something that yes. you may be moving into at some point? Yes, you know, ultimately, you know, with the um, billions or maybe even tens of billions of dollars that have been invested um, in airborne um, electric vehicles, and those are t typically the, the, the um, drones that are for the personal uh, uh, market as well as for livery, delivery, um, we're even seeing it for, for emergency services. Um, those vehicles are, for the most part, filled with electricity. Um, our contracts with our property owners, um, they encompass any vehicle at the locations where we're an owner and operator. Um, that we exclusively provide electric fueling services. So not only will it be for e-motorcycles and EVs of today, but also those flying drones of the future that'll be landing on these rooftops. And, and they have similar um, charging standards as the vehicles of today. So it's, it's not a great right. need to be able to provide those services. It's just a matter of having the locations, the relationships in place, um, and especially having those locations where these vehicles are, are, are going to naturally fly into. But it's exciting times, So in definitely. the meantime, yeah, yeah, and your stock has been soaring up over 700% in the last two years. But in the meantime, um, there just seems to be so many things that are happening. There's a lot of concern whether or not the electric grids around the nation or around the globe can handle more electricity for these vehicles. Um, you know, I, I'm curious as to what this new market may be for you, whether it's for charging on the rooftops for, you know, um, using airborne electric vehicles. Is that something that might be 50% of your business one day? Or, I mean, what are you hoping for that to be? How are you going to handle on, it all? We're, we're, we're focusing on, on today and in the near future. Um, you know, while we look out towards many years in the future, 
Um, you know, the flying drone vehicle market is, is a little bit far out there. Um, we do have our eyes on it, um, but it's not our main uh, objective right now. Our main objective right. is lighting up buildings where EVs, electric vehicles like Teslas or the Ford Mustangs or the Audis and, and, and all the other vehicles that are out there today that are going to need fueling, especially over the next couple of years as more and more cars um, are going to be on the streets. Remember, the governments, as I mentioned earlier, they're mandating EVs. Um, most of the major OEMs are no longer developing internal combustion engine cars, they're not spending any R&D dollars on that. That's where we're focusing right now, making mm -hmm. sure that every building, every street side, um, every location that warrants having charging stations for electric vehicles that are rolling on the streets today, that's where, that's where our focus is. But again, it's important to realize that a lot of the buildings that we currently serve will also serve um, fueling the, the future vehicles, you know, those that are, you know, somewhat airborne, and maybe yeah. a hybrid of airborne and on the road. But uh, it, it's important for us to make sure that we're focusing on today, um, dealing with the needs of, of the marketplace. You're seeing a lot of electric vehicles, um, you know, hitting the streets, and we need to make sure that there's charging infrastructure available for them. And then when you're, I know last time we spoke about this, I see it in the notes again, about your partnership with General Motors. So if someone goes there and they want to get an electric vehicle, they actually can see your Blink charging station, understand how it works and get a little tutorial, maybe even think about putting one in their home, right? Um, so that's with that's GM, right. with so many car makers now in the business, are you working with other ones or do you want to sort of stay proprietary to GM? No, we work with um, several automakers and, and large auto sales groups. Um, you know, we, we don't have exclusivities um, where we can only sell to one vendor. We have the ability of selling to all. We do have an amazing um, hard piece of equipment that's specific for the for the um, that works very well for the uh, for the dealership model. Um, and again, the equipment that we have is a lot um, faster in output for a level two charging right. station than any of our competitors. So what the dealerships want to do is they're making sure that they're future-proofing their locations. The last thing GM wants to have is for them to tell the dealerships, yeah. buy this piece of equipment, and in a year, for two, a year or two, and then it's obsolete. It's obsolete. Um, by using our yeah. equipment, um, we really dealt with the outputs, which really makes the equipment obsolete. So it, we've gotten um, a lot of confidence from the OEMs um, to deploy our charging infrastructure at their dealerships. It's also at Audis, um, Ford, uh, um, you know, you're seeing the yeah. Auto, Auto Nation, Armax. Um, yeah. These are customers that have vetted our um, hardware. They compared it to all the other um, hardware in the marketplace and decided to have our charging stations at the dealership level, which we believe is, is very important because it is customer facing. The customers see it. You know, in some of the dealerships, right. it's customer facing, servicing, pre preparation for the cars, the delivery of the cars. But having that, that um, you know, that, that, yeah. The ability of the consumer touching our charging station makes them feel very comfortable, especially knowing that, that the um, auto industry has validated our hardware, our back end, our networking, and so on. Michael, thank you. Michael Farkas, founder, executive chairman, CEO of Blink Charging. Nice to see you. Come back again soon. Thank you Thanks, for Michael. Me. Thank you.